0: think. Feel. It is like a finger pointing away
1: to the moon. Don't concentrate on the finger or you will miss all that heavenly glow. Hey!
0: Welcome to the Food Sign Is It Anyway podcast, the podcast by two sisters. And I'm Deborah. And I'm Mia. And we're welcoming you into our bi-monthly conversations all about the moon.
1: And this episode is going to be all about the Aries full moon that's coming on October 20th, 2021, at 10:57 a.m. Eastern Standard Time.
0: Yes. And it's going to be at 27 degrees of Aries. And so this episode we're going to be talking about what a full moon energy is, how that feels like, um, and then specifically that it's an opposition um, in astrology, astronomy. And then we'll go over briefly what Libra energy is all about. and then we'll go in deep with Aries energy and then how the moon in Aries feels. And then we're going to be talking about what's specifically going to be happening in the sky during this Aries full moon. And lastly, we're going to finish off with. Um, oh, then I'll, of course, let you know what house this um, full moon is going to be hitting you in your chart. And then we're going to finish off with a little tower read. All right. So Aries full moon. Um, I'm so excited. Yeah, this is really.
1: love Aries. Yeah. Energy.
0: <laughs> I know. This is like your time of year. You know, last uh, we had the Libra new moon and you have your Libra moon. You're an Aries sun. So you're, this is like your counterpart to your full moon, natal moon.
1: Yeah. My flip flop.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And yeah, cause I was born under a full moon as well. So, yes. right. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs>
0: um, and this one's going to be really interesting cause it definitely is going to feel like a part two of that libra new moon so i definitely recommend you guys going back and listening to that episode if you missed it um because this moon is very s- s- not similar but it it's a part two it's the continuation you know at the end of the episodes was like to be continued dot 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 like this is what this full moon is going to be for that libra new moon we had two weeks ago um and yeah so full moon energy so how is it different from new moon energy new moon energy is normally about beginning starting new things a new cycle whereas full moon energy is more about harvesting and releasing um mm-hmm. what we've what we've uh planted in the beginning of the that new moon
1: yeah i mean exactly i think new moon obviously the word new like there's a lot of newness attached to it um like Debra said like planting those seeds and with the full moon it's like i don't know the opposite of that yeah. like obviously well truly yeah yeah like truly but, um and obviously there's like overlap in you know I, we always talk about like um full and new moon rituals and like what you do but generally speaking the energy is very much of a releasing and reflecting rather than a planning and sowing your seeds
0: Mm -hmm. and i think that's going to be really critical to remember for this full moon in particular um and that's because mars is the chart ruler for this full moon and we'll get into the specifics as to why that's really critical so again remembering what can we release um what we are what the where we are in this very moment um and how to work with that so that's going to be important and i always like to share how in astronomy the full moon is technically when the sun and the moon are opposite from each other that's why when mia you were saying oh they're opposite from each other literally opposite from each other they're 180 degrees apart separated so they're in the opposite signs but at the same degree so they're seeing i like they're on the opposite side of the table right across from each other. Mm-hmm. And oppositions can happen with any planets, I like to just remind you. Um, but when it's the sun and the moon, it's called a full moon. And so now we want to go over um, briefly what Libra energy is, even though you can go back to the last episode where we really got into Libra because that was that <laughs> Libra new moon with that Libra stellium. Um because to understand the moon and Aries during this full moon, we have to also understand where the sun and Libra is coming from. Because that's an opposition. Mm-hmm. We are integrating those two energies. So we're going to go into moon and Aries in greater depth. Um, but we cannot miss out of, uh, like an important part of the equation, which is the sun and Libra.
1: Yeah. Uh, and like Debra said, it really is about trying to integrate both and find the harmony in both because an opposition can feel like the energies are very at odds but you know and we'll get into it but you can't always come to the realization that like there is overlap and there is space for them to be, like to help each other out and like things like that and that I feel like is also a big part of full moon energy is I mean no pun intended with the Libra energy but it's a balancing act each time and it's trying <laughs> to figure out yeah pulling what from each one um, And also what like inevitably falls in your lap, like some things that kind of lend itself to our lives in that moment and like how we can use those factors.
0: Yeah, a hundred percent. I know this is the perfect new, um, this is the perfect axis, this Aries and Libra axis. I think it's so critical in, um, in so many things in astrology. That's why it's like the first axis, you know? And I, I don't know if I'm pronouncing it. Like, I feel like it sounds weird when I say it, but it's A-X-I-S because they're opposing. Um, and so 100% harmony and balance is going to be critical during this full moon because um, all full, full moons are. But again, we're talking about the Aries Libra axis. So that's even going to be more emphasized. Um, so the brief breakdown of Libra energy is that it's an air sign. It's a cardinal sign and its ruler is Venus. And Mia, do you want to go through some of like the high and low vibes with it? We could do it quickly?
1: Yeah. So like a quick recap summary from last week's episode, we were talking about some high vibes of Libra energy is like, it's like pull towards like fairness and justice in some regard. Um, But also just like I mentioned before with balance, like really looking and even like in an aesthetic sense, like it's rulers, Venus, like kind of like beautiful heart, beautiful environment, beautiful mind kind of idea. Um, Mm -hmm. And yeah, and their ability to connect with people like they're a little flirty and things like that. So yeah, I as far as like high vibes go. And then on the other side, how that all kind of flips is like being more people pleasing, like maybe having like a martyr complex. Um, and yeah, I think those are the two that really stick out of, of like the extremes of the other side of like wanting everything to be so fair and just that you're just like being pulled in a million directions. Um, but then also kind mm-hmm. of taking that victim complex or like being a martyr of like, I'm sacrificing all this for everyone, like recognize that. <laughs> so definitely both sides of the coin.
0: Yeah. And it's interesting because Aries, of course, is opposing sign. It's high vibes and low vibes are like the opposite end of the spectrum. So, for like Libra, um, high vibes and low vibes, because it's so. Yeah. Um, it just tilted the other way, right? Those scales.
1: Yeah. Aries are not particularly sacrificial for others in the way that Libra will try to be. And. Definitely get into that because I have a lot of opinions on the selfishness, quote unquote, of Aries and what that really means.
0: Yeah. Yeah. This is a really big, uh, there's a lot of unpacking again to do with this access. And that's why, like, our Libra episode was really long because there was a lot of unpacking to do with the archetype of Libra. Um, So this is not in any way doing its full justice. But for me, the biggest thing with Libra is like when i look at it as far as interpreting interpret inter- interpreting charts is it's how our relationships work how we relate to others um because that's what venus likes to do and that's what specifically libra when um that's what libra likes to do because its ruler is venus so it highlights how we interact with people how we relate to people how we find the quote-unquote balance between the needs of others or desires of others because it's again Venus and our own desires keeping that in check that's why the low vibe is when it's overly people-pleasing because that also is not something that's going to make a balanced Libra happy and and another low vibe that sticks out for me is going to be important for this chart is going to be conflict avoidance it does you know it wants to avoid conflict at any cost at all costs and that's where it could be a low vibe where they can silence themselves right (laughs) and Aries as you're going to see is the opposite of that so I think we can transition to Aries energy now and again if you want to know a little bit more of the Libra energy check out our last episode because that we definitely spent I think that was a long episode that was like an hour plus
1: yeah um so moving along to Aries energy it is a cardinal fire sign whose ruler is mars um and yeah so it's a fire it's a cardinal ruler mars i mean what an introduction i think all that power <laughs> <laughs> um yeah no i think that there's just like a lot of power there like and and whatever like power means but there's just a force I feel like with all of those, hitting all those marks, fire cardinal marks. Yeah,
0: and I think it's really, um, another thing you want to keep in the back of your mind as we go through the chart is that this is a cardinal season. Um, so cardinal signs like to take action. They like to initiate. They like to lead and especially Aries because A, it is the pioneer. It is the beginning of the zodiac. So it's extra um, forceful in having to start things and to, like, create things and take action because its ruler is Mars.
1: Whenever I picture an Aries, like, in my head, (laughs) I think of, like, a baby who just learned to walk, like, in the white diapers holding (laughs) a torch and just, like, wobbling along.
0: That is so funny.
1: Because it's the juxtaposition of, like, we are the baby of the Zodiac, like... Um, it has like there's a lot of association with like not necessarily youth but like youngness yeah teenage like, percent um and but also like they are these leaders and pioneers and entrepreneurs and stuff so it's I always thought that that was really interesting that like we can definitely and and there's truth to it not like that we're like put to it like wrongfully so but like this mm-hmm. like you know, I I, like feel like I extra feel it because I'm also, I'm an Aries, but I'm the youngest by quite a bit from my siblings. So I've always felt like the baby of every situation, but I've also felt like a lot of strength in my life where I'm like, I'm the ruler of my life. And Mm -hmm. like, I control a lot of other things going on. And it is such a funny feeling because you feel like a baby in a diaper, but you have like this torch and you're like (laughs) moving forward. And everyone's looking at you like, what's this baby doing with a torch? (laughs)
0: Yeah, I know. I love that because it's a lesson in um, accepting the and in life, you know, not that it, things have to be either or, and this is the and both for the Aries, because yes, it's youthful. Yes, it's young and maybe it has less experience and maybe it could be a little reckless sometimes, but it is also a leader. That is also part of its strengths Um, and that none of that stuff actually can hold it back from being the leader that it is
1: yeah so true um so yeah i guess like getting right into it then that was kind of it, like some high vibes of aries mm-hmm. um yeah i think something that i try that i've been trying to lean into as well like as i get older and stuff like i don't know i'm an aries sun libra moon everyone knows saying <laughs> it again but whatever i was saying before about the, that libra energy of kind of like being silenced to some regard or anything like or being self-sacrificial like those are qualities that i think in general we kind of idolize in society and at least in my life i've always kind of been like oh like to be the one to give up so much for someone like that would be that's so admirable like should never want to do that and now as i get older i'm like there is a lot of strength and admirability i guess in choosing yourself and standing up for yourself and being a little selfish and like making decisions that benefit you and and stuff like that. Um, So I love that side of Aries and I'm trying to lean into it. And I don't know, I think it's tough because sometimes it's not usually the messaging we're getting from society and from people in our life to choose yourself. Mm -hmm. But I think that like it has the ability to give you such a full and fulfilling life because you know you have your loved ones, but like you first and foremost have yourself. So I've like yeah. I really enjoy that side of Aries, like the um the high vibe of selfishness because I think it's been connotated to be something that's only negative. yeah, but Aries definitely shows that there is like like we've been saying for every every time we do high vibe and low vibe, there is the other side of it. And mm-hmm. I believe that like the adjective of selfishness does as well. And that's what yeah. I hear about Aries. Wow, that really just
0: like hits my heart, really. It's a big pang right there. Mm-hmm. Um and it really like you said is something that is not really message to us. So I keep saying really because it's something that I think is really critical that everyone generationally I think we're starting to open our eyes to, you know, with examples of setting boundaries, how that's become mm-hmm. such a common term. Um mm-hmm. and Creating boundaries is choosing yourself and it is absolutely necessary. It is not a bad thing. I can't even consider it a good thing. And yes, I like clap people when they do that because we are learning how to do that, but it's necessary, like beyond anything else. And Mm -hmm. it's like you said, an example of how all these signs, every single sign in the Zodiac has something that we need. And Aries yeah. being the first sign of the zodiac that its big statement is I am, you know, it's about the self. That is critical into to like developing as humans and creating mm-hmm. the life and the relationships because it is working in tandem, even though it feels like opposing, but in tandem with Libra, which is about our relationships. So right. 100% I think that that's the most important thing from to learn from an Aries well one of the top two things I think the <laughs> other one I think we'll get into as well but yes I totally yeah. agree with you
1: for sure and also I was just thinking about this like again another comparison that I feel like plays out in my life is we we're talking a lot last week about Libras indecisiveness or like desire to not make decisions Mm -hmm. um whereas i think like again like leaning into that aries energy like are a lot more decisive and like while they can be kind of quick and not necessarily thought out decisions um i think decision making in general is really empowering Mm -hmm. um and i was actually just talking about this last night with my roommates but i really and i've (laughs) like this is so silly but like i really enjoy making decisions in my life that Mm -hmm. like are like I don't know, just, like, how I operate in life. Like, whether it's what I consume or who I hang out with or how I spend my free time or how I like to do my homework. Like, things like that. Like, I, when I've decided, like, okay, this is how my body works or this is how my brain works or this is how I want my life to work. And I can make that, like, decisive decision of, like, okay, I'm a person who's going to operate this way. Like, also, of course, like, giving yourself the freedom to change your mind in the future is important. But just generally speaking, like, I think even the the oppositeness of like indecisiveness and decisiveness, yeah. I like see a lot in my own life because like there's I feel like the little things I'm I don't make a decision on, it's probably too much. I don't know what I want to have for dinner, but like yeah. as far as like how I want to operate my life, oh my goodness, I love thinking about it. I have opinions. Yeah, I move forward with them. I stick with them. Like I I really enjoyed that part of like growing up is making my own decisions on how I do like really little
0: things because you're coming from a place of again you put yourself first and you're Mm -hmm. like what do I want what do I need how is this gonna be how do I make this the best way like the way that I can show up my best self as my best self and you know it's really funny because I thought of like the Kourtney Kardashian quote in one of the last seasons where she's like I've become really decisive as of recently. She's like, I love making decisions. And she's an Aries woman. She is and an Aries woman. I've seen, like, this is just like my, you know, me with like my reality, my bad reality TV shows. But <laughs> it, I really do see why and how she's come to that place as an Aries because I think yeah. that she used to be really i don't know if she ever was like was in that position and as you've seen like her growth and her as she's openly spoken about like her therapy that she's gone through and how she's been able to really hone into that airiness of like putting herself first instead of like everybody else her family and her kids and now that's part of like a balanced Aries of being able to use that um self-mindedness to empower their actions and to again bring out their best selves um yeah and it's really interesting because like in the opposite like you're saying with libra i have to share this quote i've shared it at least like three times already and it was like in this libra season one of the aries that we know was like oh i'm not like i don't just keep changing my mind or i'm not just indecisive she's she said that she is just um what was it? Oh, she's just taking everyone into consideration. And that's the classic Libra-ness. And that's where the indecisiveness comes in because A, it's an air sign. And B, it's not focused on itself. It's focused mm-hmm. on Focus the on 20 yourself. other things. Yeah, Which is something that's necessary, again, because every sign brings something that's necessary to the table. Right. However, balance. yes, that balance. And yeah something that I think is tied into that is one of the attributes of Aries one of the biggest one is passion, mm. being passionate. it's a fire sign so all fire signs have this trait. Um, and it's interesting because in I think modern um, in like modern society I think water has been more considered like an intuitive um, psychic, type of Mm -hmm. witchy attribute Mm
1: -hmm.
0: however like in traditional mythology and more ancient mythology it's been yes water is that but fire was the source the ultimate source for the witch because that was also a sign of intuition like it's coming within without needing external resources so that's also i think that ties into the aries decisiveness because it doesn't need to rely on like their environment or the people around them or even situations to make that decision, like it really goes in within itself to get that answer, you know?
1: Yeah. And yeah, really happy breath of obviously Aries love. I mean, I, and I always think I always, just like repeat myself. I always uh-huh. think about how, sometimes I'll sit there and I'll be like, how do people not want to be fired up about like (laughs) what they're doing because I feel like I don't know it has a lot to do with like the age I'm at as well where it's like I don't know like I'm in school right now I'm kind of like in a transitionary period of not even transition there's like nothing before this but like I'm moving forward (laughs) into a point in my life where like I don't know having something to be passionate about
0: like
1: yeah um as far as like for the sake of the example like a career or like something that like I'll be like excited about and so i think about it i'm like yeah like i'm going it has to be something i love and like this that and the third um but also just for the sake of showing the whole spectrum of things and this is not a thought i've had till recently i feel like if you listen to the like the last episode we've had about where we've talked about aries energy um i had a lot to say about like being passionate loving that but a part of me now is kind of like realizing it's not always at a 100 and like life Mm -hmm. is good when it's not at a 100 either like there is a lot of beauty and peace at being like at an at like a a baseline Mm -hmm. um and I used to not enjoy that at all I would just be like why would who would want to live in that state of being like that's no fun like that's so boring like what's the point then and Mm -hmm. now I appreciate that those moments a lot and it makes me like separately also appreciate when I am really fired up when I do feel really strongly about something like those moments are more distinct and like I can give a lot more energy to them when I want to and it's not like I say that like it's not something I've necessarily practiced or have like gotten very far besides these thoughts but just like for the sake of showing the spectrum because I've been thinking about that recently and just like as you were saying it um all the signs have something we need and I think when you lack that passion you definitely need to tune into it yeah um But as someone who was always like, why doesn't everyone always be fired up? (laughs) Well, I guess like there is uh, again, uh, and of course, like total um, beauty. And like I said, peace in like being able to not (laughs) Mm -hmm. to some extent. Um, But even like this, I'm passionate about this. Like I can like convey this message and be like, this is important to me. And that feels good that I stand by something. But generally speaking, like I'm. I'm calm right
0: now. <laughs> I love the lessons of an Aries. Like I truly do. Like you are you should write a book on it and just name it that. <laughs> I want to. <laughs> yeah. Like it really is such important things. I think that we all can um appreciate and learn at one point in our of our lives. But I also really appreciate it coming from someone who it's like a bigger thing in their lives. And because that's a really um it could be life-changing when you come to those type of realizations, especially when it's such a big part yeah. of who you are. Um, And the other high vibe I wanted to talk about is, we mentioned a little bit already, because it is a cardinal sign and it's ruled by Mars, Aries likes to take action. And how does it like to take action? I, I think defining it as quickly, <laughs> swiftly, <laughs> um impulsively is all part of um also Aries traits you know Mm -hmm. and this is going to be really important for this chart but it's also really important to I think it just ties into what you were saying Mia about decisiveness you know being able to make those decisions and why they can be so decisive and can quickly tune into that through their passion but it's to keep on moving forward you know it's to what's next how are we gonna like get this rolling and going and that is like what their biggest strength is at is initiating those things um making sure it starts and that's not i coming from a person who's a taurus and scorpio moon like i my chart is so many fixed signs um Mm. and i have no fire so like sometimes that I I see it in myself. Like when I have an idea of something, sometimes it can take years for me to really see it come to life. Um, and that yes. that probably kills you just hearing that, Mia. No,
1: but it's so funny because we've like talked about this. Like Deborah will like has a million great ideas, and she'll be like, "Oh, I really want to do this. I just like don't know how to go about it." And I, I'll just kind of be dumbfounded. I'm like, Deborah do it like this like it's it's really easy to get started like just start <laughs> and she's like she has really great like after it would be started plans and i and then it's funny because like i've said this before like about the both of us like to her i was like it's just crazy because like you if you got of like you're such a finisher like you're such a take it to the distance person whereas mm-hmm. there's a everything in my life i've started to not finish which is like no you know that's fine i, I don't need to finish those things like at some point yeah. i how to be a finisher but i know that about myself like if i want to start something like i can I'll, I'll get that first sentence written or like that first whatever i want to do um and then it kind of gets left but deborah's like you know like she said like being that fixed sign is very much the opposite there's a lot of longevity in her projects um once they get started which i'm always mm-hmm. so funny i'm like deborah it, and she's like yeah not and yet. that's so
0: funny that it, uh, the uh, you know, how you said before that you're like, oh, I may not finish it. And you're like, oh, that's fine. I'll get to it. Like, I'll learn to quote unquote finish, I think is what you just said. <laughs> and you, what I've learned is that I don't need to quote unquote finish everything. Like, letting go of things when they are, I mean, I intuitively know that they're done and they've been put to bed. Mm-hmm. Letting go of that sometimes is exactly what i need to be doing and there's just yeah. resistance on my part because you know of you know of so many things in my chart mm-hmm. but that is also just as important as the flip of it of like being committed and seeing it through the end that is all yeah. going to be dependent on you know how it's serving you in that moment those things can change because leaving things is totally a okay too that's one of my big lessons i've learned in life specifically over the past like two three years
1: yeah that's so funny i love oh my god this is gonna sound um this is gonna sound horrible but um (laughs) whatever i and i've seen this online recently which i think it's like a generational thing a little bit too of like uh, my generation realizing it but i love quitting i love saying i'm not doing this anymore like giving up feels great and like as i said like it sounds horrible when you put it in the context of like what that generally looks like but we hold on to things for too long man but why people does it are sound so terrible afraid.
0: yeah yeah because like so society says that
1: yeah and even like a really great example obviously so many other things went into this and i don't want to diminish it to just like this conversation but just for the sake of an example like when simone biles left um what was it the olympics? the
0: olympics yeah
1: and people and someone uh i saw this Ugh, tweet and yeah. it really stuck with me i like saved it and stuff i'm going to paraphrase it's not exactly this but people she was like people are making it seem like it's such a bad thing that she like
0: quit. chose herself
1: and, like, yeah and like was like saying i like oh someone biles <laughs> is teaching people that like quitting is a good thing and the person was like yeah there is no like, I forget what she's, but, like, no glory in suffering. Like, that's not, that should not be your goal to suffer through something. That should not be what we're, like, looking for. It's like, oh, wow. Like, they went through all this pain and turmoil and went through this. It's like, we shouldn't ask that of people. We shouldn't ask that of ourselves. And
0: mm-hmm.
1: um, I feel like that's something I realized. The
0: glorification of suffering. Yeah. the value I'm, it has.
1: Again, exactly. Like, and I, it's, like, a, uh, another huge thing that, like, again, with, like, me trying to, re- fix this idea of what selfishness really is and then me also trying to fix this idea of like letting things go and and, you know something's more serious than others like um i'm particularly in my case talking about little things like i don't know i used to be really like feel bad about leaving like social gatherings and stuff early because i was just like oh i don't want to be like lame when everyone leaves and i'm like i don't want to be here anymore and i'm tired i'm retiring from this event (laughs) i'm going to bed i give up on socializing for the night um, and I don't feel bad about it. I don't feel bad about, yeah. like, not... I at mean, end, that's such a small, like, would not be me suffering staying at that thing. But just, in, like, again, but it is, the like, the micro and the macro mm-hmm.
0: of this idea.
1: Um, so, yeah. And it feels
0: just as empowering as a bigger thing. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. in those moments when you do choose yourself, it's like, damn, look at me. You know, no, like, because it's, it's like you could have easily done the other thing. And it's like choosing yeah. yourself was actually probably the thing that you didn't expect to choose or do you know mm-hmm. that's why it's an extra win yeah mm-hmm. so yeah yeah that's really yeah I got really irritated with that Simone Biles, um, yeah, um like the thing people because it to you I know I know and peoples like um you're committed to this and you have to see it through no matter what and it's like First of all, no. I <laughs> you know. Yeah. And second of all, like it doesn't it's no extension of like her worth and her greatness either way, you know?
1: Yeah. And I feel like that whole you started it, you have to see it through was a big messaging, if you open another word, that was given to like your generation, like the millennials oh, yeah. who grew up. Cause like I'm the generation very I mean, I guess the millennials too, but like where people complain that we get like participation trophies and that like these kids don't know how to like do whatever. And I just think that's hilarious because I don't know, it it's not like good for the psyche like to be like you start this, you need to see this through, blah, 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 blah. Um, like yeah. to consider that you don't need to be doing that anymore. Anyway, we're going on such a long tangent. We need to move on. Yeah, <laughs> but yeah. But that would don't be, be something. To give
0: up. Yes. <laughs> that's the moral of the story. But, you know, maybe I'll put that out there on our Instagram account or the newsletter. Maybe doing a podcast episode just on, like, um, millennials versus Gen Zers, the Pluto and Scorpio versus the Pluto and Sagittarius. Oh, my Sagittarius.
1: God. Can we please do a bonus episode? Right?
0: Yeah. I think that would be fun. Let us know if you would enjoy that because Mia and I talk about that a lot, about the generational differences, which is... um Created by this, our Pluto signs, which mm-hmm. are very evident once you break it down that way. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah. Um, so I guess we'll just transition over to just a little bit more of the low vibes of Aries, like super quickly, because we kind of were already talking about it. Yeah. Um, and I'm just going to mention these because it's, again, going to be very specific to this chart is going to be um, a quick to anger. Or to uh, be like hot headed or to be mm. impatient
1: mm-hmm. we move so fast emotionally and physically sometimes um, and that's really the like can be such a low vibe uh, in, in both ways because like very easily riled up and ready to fight but then also like and we'll get into this with the moon and Aries because I think it plays out as mm-hmm. well like okay. really quick to come down from it and be like oh sorry about that which is is whiplash for the people around you like you know not for nothing but like how are you supposed to react when someone's yelling and screaming and then they're like i don't want to yell and scream anymore like you started this momentum yeah so to that credit yeah we definitely are um quick in either direction like whatever we're doing like we get there quick we leave there quick kind of thing Mm
0: -hmm. it wants to again it just wants to move forward it just like Mm -hmm. never wants to stop It's kind of, you know, this is why Mars also rules like cars, like driving, um, because and that's where like road rage comes from. It's like you don't want to stop. You want to just keep for some reason in a car. You always just want to be going faster and faster and faster. You know, like there's Uh, no like, let me just like slow. Let me just like pull over and stop for a little bit and then I'll go like people don't do that. And that's really not a thing, you know? Yeah. And. But moving forward, charging head, that adrenaline running and just wanting to get there is -hmm. a very Aries thing. Um, So that's where, like, it's impatientness can come in. And anger is part of it's a really big thing with Aries. And we don't have enough time to really break that down. I wish maybe we could do another, like, bonus episode just talking about that. Um, Yeah. But it is the first thing that comes to... It's, I think, like the primary emotion under all the other emotions with Aries. And I guess that's a good transition into moon and in Aries.
1: Yeah. So take everything we're saying about Aries energy in general and really apply it to now your emotional body. Mm-hmm. You can imagine how that could be. <laughs> um, because I think like everything we said is all, all great and dandy, but it's pretty unstable, which which goes with it being a fire sign, being cardinal sign. It's not this, like, very mm-hmm. grounding and still Earth sign. It is it is unstable emotionally and whatever. So with the moon and Aries, like, I think these very come-and-go emotions, but, like, them being really strong, coming mm-hmm. back, and then a really strong emotion. Um, I feel like that I've, I've seen from people I know who are, like, have Aries and moon where it's, like, a lot of back and forth, but also just in general, like, that... When you apply the two, that's kind of how that makes sense. Your emotional body, I feel like, isn't is um, really shocked when you're like, Mm -hmm. like we're going back to passion, like feel something so strongly. Um, It's a lot on your nervous system, like your physical body.
0: That's exactly what I was thinking, especially as I'm watching like us record and the voice, um, you know, like the lines. Yeah, Yeah. it's kind of like the emotional tracking for Moon and Aries, and. I I actually wrote something similar. I put that like it has an emotional threshold where like once it hits that threshold, it goes, you know, it Mm -hmm. just like skyrockets and then anything below the threshold is kind of just like, whatever, you know, like, but it needs to hit this like passion point, this threshold, emotional threshold to really get that response. Mm -hmm. And then it doesn't really go, um. Again, because it's so passionate, you know, it really loves to be able to feel those things, especially moon and Aries is obviously very passionate deeply. It is almost like a moon and Scorpio in ways of like that deep passion and that intensity. Mm -hmm. Um, But it's a little bit less. It doesn't go as. um, What's the word? Not that it doesn't go as deep, but it. Where The moon in Scorpio, because it's fixed sign, it'll go... When people think they're done, they're, it's just starting to really brew underneath in, like, their bodies. Versus when yeah. Aries, when, like, other people see that it's done, it's done.
1: You know what yeah. I mean?
0: Like, they can drop it.
1: Mm-hmm. For sure. Um, and, yeah, and I think in general, like, applying that to emotions that aren't negative. Like, they love really strongly. They celebrate really highly. They... You know, things like that. All those emotions are also really amplified. And yeah, I think that's like my biggest takeaway personally from the moon in Aries. As far as problem solving, they definitely are like head on, like really face value of it. But Mm -hmm. I feel like how often they really go and solve these problems are far and few between because their care for it is pretty come and go. So it just, like, kind of depends on the thing. I feel like long-term issues are not necessarily a priority, whereas, like, what's happening right now in this moment is what they're probably mm-hmm. going to be focusing on.
0: Yeah, I definitely notate something similarly where... um it can be quick to resolve problems, but sometimes, or like emotion, emotions, right? And emotions mm-hmm. are complex and they just want to resolve them and fix them. And sometimes you can't do that right away. You know, there has to right. be processing and Moon and Aries likes to skip the processing and just have it be done. Right. And yeah, so that can be a good and a bad thing because it depends on the situation, depends on you know the emotion sometimes it's great just to be able to move forward that's like a truly a gift and sometimes it's like it needs to be digested more and then patience for that just makes it um be pushed aside
1: yeah and that's one of the like oh sorry no i was gonna say that's one of the like lessons it with i feel like the moon in aries is learning to slow down and process those emotions and once you do that like again with that balance and like um high vibe evolution whatever the Zinger words <laughs> we use. Uh, getting to that point is the point. Like yeah. being able to feel passionate and strongly about all these things, like we said, absolutely amazing, but being able to slow down a bit, reflect, like that really is also the point.
0: Mm-hmm. And of course, like we were mentioning earlier, um, with the moon and Aries, because Aries likes to prioritize itself, um, the moon, a lot of times in Aries, is going to say, What about my feelings? You know, what about yeah. my pain, my hurt? What about my pride? My, you know, it's the yeah. my, which is like you mentioned, It was like one of the first things you mentioned, Mia, which is critical and important with any type of emotional development and growth. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's just their perspective, like plain and simple, not a good or bad thing.
1: Yeah. So right. now we're going to go into the specific aspects um, for this chart and deborah's gonna go through them she i feel like in those you know kid shows where it's like on oh, like now and then it's like someone in a court like i feel like you should have your own little set uh, for aspects you know like a little set oh like like the weather
0: woman the weather person yes. it's like they go that they have their own set <laughs> yeah
1: that's how when i like transition to aspects i feel like i'm like
0: now the weather over to deborah here um <laughs> Oh, right. Yeah. So this moon, not a lot of direct aspects, but really big aspects. So there's basically two that we're going to be talking about. Um, Actually, hold on one second. But yeah, I'm going to. All right. So again, I will refer you to our last episode, the Libra new moon. Um, we still have that Libra stellium happening. We have the sun Mars and Mercury in the sign of Libra. And that is going to bring me to the first aspect. So of course, the sun is opposite the moon in this full moon. However, it's the sun and Mars together opposite the moon. So this is going to change it a little bit by um, making it a little bit more assertive. The sun, the thing with any planet, when it's really close with to the sun, normally within, I think 12 degrees is like the mark, the planet that is that close to the sun, it gets overshadowed, overshadowed by the sun. It's called a combustion. And so when any planet is in under the beam of the sun, it tends to be weakened because the sun is just that much brighter, that much stronger. So it's kind of, and you know, if any of us have been in the sun for too long you could get burned. So with the Mars that close to the sun, it's in a weakened state. And it's also in the sign of Libra. Mars doesn't like to be in the sign of Libra. It loves to be in the sign of Aries. So yeah, like taking action. I know anytime you hear Aries, I feel like your ears just like yeah, perk up. <laughs> so the so, Mars being in that sign, that close to the sun, it's extra, I think, frustrated. You know, it wants to take charge. It wants to be decisive. It wants to move forward. All those things we were just talking about with Aries is really an extension to Mars. And so, with the moon opposite that sun and Mars, it's really going to be a time to integrate the two of them, which is the moon saying, again, what about my emotions? What about me, my feelings? And then we have Mars and the sun and Libra, which is really about your relationships, how you're relating and how you're connecting to others. And so those two are going to be trying to find a balance between them. Um, the only thing I have to say with that is because Mars is not in a very happy place, it can be, uh, extra passive aggressive. Instead of being directly aggressive, it's going to be a little like under the scene, like huffing things under its breath type of like vibe <laughs> instead of just being like, what's your deal? And that is all going to be coming to head with the second aspect of the chart, which is both the sun and the moon forming a square to the planet pluto. So if you can picture it like a triangle, the sun and the moon are opposite from each other and the apex is that pluto. The tip of the triangle is pluto because they're both are in a square to that planet. So pluto is a planet of transformation. Pluto intensifies things. It makes it that much more um serious, you know, it makes like normally if it's just the sun and Mars and with the moon talking to each other, it can be a little bit more of like an internal thing, a little bit less um, maybe more frivolous in the issues of our lives. But when Pluto comes into equation, it's now up to the ante. Like ante is the word, right? <laughs> and so now it just makes it that much more of a bigger deal in your life. So we're going to be seeing that there's going to be, I think, greater frustration, a greater want and need to act to make decisions. We're going to want it that much more. And the thing is, we have to remember that Mercury will technically be direct when this new moon, when this full moon happens on the 20th, because it goes direct on the 18th however it's still going to be in shadow so it's going to be like a staticky mercury you know it's it's moving forward but maybe the, like the wi-fi is a little low you know so there's still issues of miscommunication that are gonna there are a potential thing that could happen because mercury will be in the sign of libra mm-hmm. um and something that i think is also really important to point out is that because the sun and Mars are in the sign of Libra, its ruler is Venus because the ruler of Libra is Venus. So then we take a look at Venus to see kind of how the sun and the, um, and Mars are going to be acting. And Venus is in the sign of Sagittarius. It's in a fire sign. (laughs) So this is just going to, um, make it more passionate coming more from a place of like seeking the truth and fighting for your beliefs and also just a fiery passionate perspective so that's kind of just like making mars simmer even more you know it's it's getting that lid to like pop off even like closer and because we have pluto involved in this chart it's um I'm not gonna lie, I feel like it's a perfect storm for something to just burst mm-hmm. open or to <laughs> take that passive aggressiveness and just make it like a full-on mm-hmm. breakdown. And then people are like, What? Yeah, it could make it full aggressive or it's just being, you know, when you like sometimes when I've done this personally, <laughs> the passive aggressiveness, you know, when you like get mad over something that's not really the issue. And so even the real issue may not be fully confronted at this point, but there'll still be a pop-off because of the, the issue that you're deciding to pop off on, if that makes sense. So with this moon, it's really, you know, we're trying to Mm -hmm. um, find balance and fairness (laughs) and justice and stick up for our beliefs and what we want to do and how we truly feel. And Mm -hmm how to move forward with all that. Because again, Mars is the, like, the most important um, planet in this chart for me, that how do we move forward? How do we take action? How do I um, move in a direction that creates this balance and harmony in my life and puts me in my mm-hmm. own power? Because we, Pluto is about power and not letting anybody manipulate you or to try and oppress you, because Pluto can do that too. It's a psychological manipulator. So it's not letting um, that happen to us. And I think another thing that's really important to remember is that this T-square is all in cardinal signs, like we mentioned, cardinal signs want to take action. This is another reason why a lot of it's coming back to Mars of how do we move forward? How do we take action? Because all these signs, Libra, Aries, and Capricorn, they all are about moving forward. They're all about actually taking action on what they say and what they believe. That's what they do. That's how they move forward. And lastly, I just wanted to share, if you look at the chart, the majority of the planets are in an air or fire sign. And air and fire, they're the same polarity. They're in a yang polarity. So they are really about, again, taking action. It's more dynamic than like yin signs, water and earth. and But it's also about being inspired. Fire and air signs are very inspiring. They're very creative. and. It's just going to be a collection of planets that are motivating us um, to taking action on your ideas. You don't necessarily have to take action on this new moon, but it's figuring out how to from the ideas and the information you've collected from the new moon during this Mercury retrograde. And now that it's going to be moving forward while Mercury is direct, how are we going to do those next steps? What are those next steps? It's a really, I think, um, mm-hmm. it's like the Volcrum right before it tips over to the second part of the year where things are going to just be moving forward more quickly. Um, all the outer planets are going to be going direct. We have the third and final Saturn square Uranus. We have Venus retrograde coming. We have the eclipses coming. So this is like the period, period right before we tilt into this like more dynamic part of the year. All right. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. It's Um, just name it I, I didn't switch it, but Aries, this will be first, second, third, fourth, fifth, sixth. Like just go down in like the regular order. Yeah.
1: That's it wasn't like as much going on as the last chart, but definitely still just as like you said, like powerful and connected to what was happening then. Yeah. Yes.
0: Why? No. You're fine. Sorry, I normally have it written out and I didn't this time. <laughs>
1: So now we're going to <laughs> let you know the little mini police in the description below what each house represents and what's involved in. Um yeah. So for this full moon in Aries, and you can go by your rising. Oh. Oh, okay. So for this full moon in Aries, um, and you can go by your rising or your sun sign. So if you're um, in Aries or Aries rising, it's going to be in your first house. Taurus or Taurus rising your second house. Gemini or Gemini rising your third house. Cancer or Cancer rising your fourth house. Leo or Leo rising your fifth house. Virgo or Virgo rising your sixth house. Libra or Libra rising your seventh house. Scorpio or Scorpio rising your twelfth, wait, your eleventh? Eighth. Sorry, guys. I'm like counting with my fingers right now. And then I got really distracted that I was counting with my fingers and then I lost track. <laughs> um, Sagittarius or Sagittarius rising your ninth house. Capricorn or Capricorn rising your tenth house. Aquarius or Aquarius rising, your 11th house and Pisces or Pisces rising, your 12th house. I'm so horrible with numbers. Guys, I'm so sorry. That's so embarrassing. I couldn't count from 1 to 12. <laughs> uh, uh so now we're going to go into the uh last bit of this episode, which is the tarot read and this episode we'll we'll both be reading a little three card spread that we pulled and you know as the leader as the aries i'll go first i guess okay so um yeah uh normally we kind of pull with the idea of like going into this moon uh we're gonna learn during it and then what we're gonna have when we come out of it um, but it doesn't always necessarily work out mm-hmm. that way. And I feel like mine I have paired two and then the <laughs> outlier that connects them. So um the first two I'm gonna talk about is the five of swords and knight of pentacles. So the five of swords, um when Deborah and I was were, were discussing it, something I out was just kind of like knowing your limits. Knowing, um, for lack of like a better, I mean, not lack of a better for just another word, (laughs) knowing your boundaries, like understanding your strengths and weaknesses kind of thing, just like being, um, self-aware in that sense as to not like over, like tip yourself over kind of thing, like for your own protection, being self-aware. Um, and why I kind of Mm -hmm. paired that with the Knight of Pentacles is it is this moving forward, but in a practical way. With that like pentacles earth energy of like um doing it the quote unquote right way or like things like that. And I see that these energies really work together. Um and it it Mm -hmm. kinda sounds like a little boring or a little like, oh no, my limits, like just talking about Aries kind of going all gung ho to anything, but I think that's kind of the lesson is don't lean too much into that maybe like crazy, passionate, like irrational quick decision making and understands that like you know still remember that (laughs) for your own protection and success um you know a little bit of planning (laughs) would help and just understanding yourself that much better will help propel that forward so that's why i paired them together because um the five of five of swords definitely heats this warning of self-awareness of your strengths and weaknesses um and the knight of pentacles i feel like is the application of that uh the success of that the moving forward of that so yeah and i just think that that's more of like a cautionary message from the um cards being like okay have so much fun this full moon with the aries energy but you know don't don't get ahead of yourself uh, and so then the other card i pulled was the four of wands uh which i thought was really great because while it's still the wands this fire sign associated with the four is a very stable number and card in each of the elements. It's this idea of like, even in the picture itself, like the four wands are standing kind of around these people. Um, The sense of protection and, and almost stability, which, like I said, I think it's interesting that of all the fire, all the wands cards that could have been pulled, it was four. And yeah. So it's just, i'm re- i'm like looking over at the um what the fuck is tarot and how do i do it by bakara Wintner, and one of the things it says is but when you blend the stability of this number with the fiery nature of the wands you just get a really well-planned party um and i think that that is such a beautiful way to wrap it's not to wrap to like explain this card and also i think being the general message of uh the other two cards i talked about and this moon in general is you know have your fun Throw your party, like really lean into that passionate energy. Uh, but also like <laughs> with that uh, practicali- practicality, stability, thinking it through a bit. I just think that these cards are not trying to dampen your fun, but definitely make sure that it's it's good fun, you know, safe fun. So, which I really appreciate that message.
0: Yeah, it totally. Yeah, it kind of reminds me what you were saying earlier in the episode of Um, you know, like knowing that like, it doesn't have to be a 20 out of like a 10 for it to be a good time because with that four of wands, it really correlates to me a steady fire, Mm. you know, it's, you know, it's more than just a single flame and, but it's not like burning down the forest, you know?
1: So I think that's definitely the message of this moon is, is this idea of like balance with that fiery energy. And I... I do see all three of these cards showing that, like heating that warning or asking you to heed that
0: warning. Mm-hmm.
1: But yeah. So the yeah. Knight of Pentacles, Five of Swords, and Four of Wands.
0: Beautiful. Um, and so now I'm gonna go into my tower read for this Aries full moon. And I also got a four. So this four, this numerology, I think is definitely gonna be coming up. Um and like Mia said, it is a real stable um, number. And all of the minor arcana cards, they tend to show more of the balanced um, side of that element. So I started off with the going into this full moon with the four of swords. The Four of swords is really a time to um, kind of almost gives me like low key hermit vibes mm. because it's a time to like, go into yourself and to, it, it's kind of like a meditation practice. When you pull the four of swords, you're being called to get into a meditative state. What, However, that looks like for you. For some people, it's, um you know, getting out of their head and getting into their body by cooking or running or any of those things. For some people, it's, you know, reading fiction for some people is just going into their, like for me, pulling tarot is very much a four of swords for me, or I kind of disconnect and I can just see what's in front of me instead of what's running around in my mind at the time. Mm -hmm. Um, so you're being called to just go inward to get some rest, um, because your mind is tired. You're a little, have, you have a little mental fatigue is really what the four of swords is saying. And it's like, you need to address that part for yourself. Mm -hmm. And the way to do that is going to be during this full moon. We have the temperance card. It's interesting because the temperance card is the Sagittarius card. It's a major arcana that represents Sagittarius, which is what Venus is in right now, which is ruling over that sun and Mars. So Sagittarius energy is also going to be felt in this full, in this Aries full moon, which makes sense. It's also an air. It's also a fire sign. Um, the South node is in Sagittarius as well as Venus. So temperance is all about finding balance, but more so than finding balance, but finding harmony and integration in a way that you can um, experience in your own world. Mm-hmm. It may not be so much with like you interacting with the outer world. It's more within your own world. Like, how do you find harmony within your heart and your relationships and other people, but in a way that feels peaceful for you, in a way that feels good to you, you know, where you're not feeling like a martyr, where you're not feeling sacrificial, where you feel content and happy um, to pour. Yourself into like other people. And then lastly, what we have coming out of this Aries full moon is the Justice card, which is the Libra card. So again, it's going to be um, highlighting the Libra stellium that we have that's Sun, Mars, and Mercury. And justice, a lot of time, is about a clear cut thought, truth, belief. Um, that you have. It is being able to sharply identify and see how to move forward. It's about your rational mind, which is interesting because we start off with the four of swords, which is saying disconnect from your mind, you know, get out of your head. And through the temperance, once we find that, that balance point through the temperance, Only then are we going to have the clarity, the mental clarity to make decisions on how to move forward. That's so, I think, typical of what we really do experience a lot of times is like when we feel so scattered, sometimes we just need to step away. And when we come back, it's a total different new like point of view and we can see things more clearly. So this is what this full moon is going to be offering us. It's going to be offering us time to kind of step away to get out of our heads, to indulge in some meditative practices. Through doing that, are we're going to be able to find peace and harmony within how we work and our happiness. And because of that, therefore, we're going to be able to have a clear-cut answer of how to move forward, what those next steps are. We're going to be able to see it more clearly um, in a way that is Similar to Mia, your Five of Swords in a way that is, and your Knight of Pentacles, that's so practical, reasonable, right? The Justice card is always reasonable and logical. So it's not going to be overtaken by like fantasies or in the opposite direction of self doubts. You know, it's seeing things for what they are. And there we have it, ladies and gentlemen.
1: Yeah, that's the tarot session. That's this episode for the full moon in aries and yeah i hope you all enjoy it and have your well-planned party and yeah, yeah.
0: <laughs> so happy aries full moon we will see you all for the scorpio new moon in two weeks bye, bye. Hey! you